Greetings, ladies and gents, and welcome to this daily science fiction extravaganza, commonly known as Tales, Tales from Outer from space. Out, space. Out, space. Taken from the subreddit HFY, all the relevant links will be down below. And, as always, I hope that you enjoy. And if you do, please consider supporting the channel. On to the science fiction. Story number one. Humans are weird. Ritual. Written by Betty Adams. Hey, Twistbud. Mac Dodge called out from the open refrigeration unit. Have you seen the bottle of chilled acetone? The human continued to pour through the bright orange unit, causing a clacking of various containers and a rustling of sample bags. After a few moments passed with no response, he lifted his head from his search and stared across the small laboratory with an annoyed frown at his unshaven face. Twist under, Max said with a bit of a snap in his voice. However, despite the display of irritation in the much larger human, the undulate sat still on the counter that lined the far wall. Mac frowned and closed the unit. He walked towards his friend. Twist, he said, that was not a rhetorical question, if you were wondering. He frowned as he considered Twist under. The angelet had balled himself into what Mac might have called a thinking loaf position, but something was different. All of Twist's many appendages were tucked tightly under him. Too tightly. He looked less like a bread loaf, more like a bundle of rope someone had tightened to the far. Twist, Mac asked, real concern in his voice now. He reached out to touch the undulate, but hesitated. Instead, held out his hand, palm down, and then violently twisted his fingers in a clockwise motion, moving his wrist as little as possible. Twist under started, a tremor running through his body before his gripping appendages appeared and reared up in a soothing greeting. Friend Mac, Twist under said, his voice was flat in distraction. Forgive me, I was lost in thought. You okay, bud? Mac asked with a frown. Are you dehydrated? Do you need a sink bath? No, no, Twist Under assured him. I'm fine. I could just use a drink, though. Let me grab one for you, Mac offered. He scooped Twist Under up under an arm and headed for the commissary. An odd tremor, one the likes of which Mac had never felt before, ran through Twist Under's body, and the human glanced down at the undulate in surprise. Are you sure you're okay, Twist? He asked again. I'm fine, Twist insisted. His voice was firm this time, showing that he was at least aware of them enough to give him a human a specific emotional overtones. I'm processing disturbing concepts. Ah, Mac nodded his head and reached now empty commissary and set Twist under down on a chair. For some reason, laboratory counters were acceptable perches, but tables and other eating dedicated services were not Mac got a glass of water and brought it back to Twist, who gratefully dropped a few secondary appendages into it. Thank you, friend Mac, Twist said as the water slowly drained out of the glass. So, have you seen the acetone? Mac asked. No, Twist replied, but I did scent it in the upper cabinets. Thanks, Mac said, rising. I just gotta get that up and put it on the fridge to chill. Friend Mac, Twist asked as Mac reached the door. Do you have a tattoo? Yeah, Max said with a grin. I'll show you when I get back. That same tremor went across to his body and Max shrugged. He put the acetone in the fridge, what idiot left it in the cabinet anyway, and strolled back to Twist. So, um, tattoos, Max said with a grin. 
He hiked up the leg onto the chair and went to pull his pants leg up. However, Twist held out a groping appendage and gently restrained his hand. Exactly what was the ink made of that was used for your markings? Twist asked in an oddly neutral tone. Mac arched an eyebrow at that. Carbon black, iron oxide and silver, he answered. My parents insisted that if I wanted a tat, I'd learned everything about them. There is no ash in that particular tattoo, Twist asked, letting a little eagerness slip into his tone. No, Mac said with a grin. Old man Kirkpatrick was trustworthy as they come. He would never cut his ink with anything and not label it. Oh, then I would very much like to see the body ornamentation, Twist said, poking up immediately and spreading out his appendages a bit. Mac smiled and pulled his pants leg up and socked down. Twist eagerly reached out his sensory appendages to examine and touch the small school of tropical fish inked on the back of Mac's ankle. This is a lovely pattern, Twist said brightly. Made of carbon black, you say? Yes, Mac confirmed. What did you think it was made of? Uh, Twist hesitated and pulled his appendages back to his sides. Um... I do not mean to offend, friend Mac, Twist said. Are you comfortable discussing human death rights? Mac let out a bark of laughter. Sure thing, Twist, be assured him. Well, Twist said, I was talking to Smith Three. Well, that explains things, Mac said, rolling his eyes. All three is confusing as they get. He showed me his. Twist paused and the shudder ran through his body again as his voice went so flat it became hard for Mac to distinguish his words. Commemorative tattoo. And what was the ink in Smith Three's tat made of? Mac asked, guessing the source of Twist's discomfort. His grandfather, Twist said in the same flat tone. Mac stared blankly at the undulate, trying to pass his words. You mean he said that his grandfather made the ink? Mac asked. No. Twist's voice seemed to grow stronger on seeing Mac's confusion. The ink was made out of his grandfather. Mac stared at Twist long enough for Twist to begin to have his scrubbing appendages. Does this disturb you, friend Mac? Twist asked. Mac started. He wondered if he pleased eagerness and Twist's tone was deliberate. That can't be right, Mac spluttered. Humans don't. I mean, not now. I mean, how is it that even possible? Smithery went into great detail. Twist shuddered again, but not so strongly this time. He described how the body was devoured by flames and reduced to carbon and calcium, and then the remains were powdered finely and mixed with the ink that was used to mark his skin. Mac let out a low profanity. Neither Twist nor Smith III were the kind to make something like this up. I take it you're disturbed, Twist asked. You think, Mac demanded. I do, Twist said in satisfaction. May I sit in your lap and share your warmth and distress? Sure, sure, Mac said with a sigh. I need to finish the experiment, but sure. Twist scrambled across the space onto his lap and settled into a more proper thinking love. Mac sighed and dropped a hand down to stroke his upper side. Ash, Mac muttered. Ash, Twist confirmed. Man, humans are strange. Mac observed, you said it. Twist agreed. End of story. Story number two. Humans are weird. The wrong broom. Written by Betty Adams. Third cousin gave a hiss click of surprise as the canister of dry ice salt tipped over and hit the metal floor in the hangar with a noise that made his frill cling to his shoulders in pain. Disorder and confusion, he cursed and then glanced around sheepishly if anyone had heard his profanity. 
He looked out at his thrill and was still tingling with pain at the noise. He was not in Grandmother's hive anymore. He was a free-ranging seeker with the blessing of both his parents and his hive. There was no reason to worry about offending the elders. Still, he settled his thrill carefully, properly, back into its resting position as he surveyed the salt spill. The warning labels, clearly visible on the canister, showed that the substance wasn't directly toxic to the Shatar, but it did carry mild warnings. He pulled out his data pad and summoned the specifics. Ah, mildly caustic to his outer membrane, he shouldn't really handle a spill of this magnitude without a full body gloving, which would take some time and waste one of their precious few full body gloves. Third cousin vibrated his mandibles as a happy thought struck him as he pulled up warnings from the nearest member of the base. As he suspected, the tougher outer membrane of the human showed little to no reaction to salts. He opened the comm line. Ranger Dodge, third cousin called out brightly. Please come assist me in the main storage bay. There's been a solid-state chemical spill. Sure thing, third, Dodge replied in a cheerful tone. I take it there is nothing more seriously needed than a broom and a dustpan. Well, a simple respirator is suggested, but not required, third cousin said. But the spill is only ice salt. Mac Dodge laughed, and the Shatar knew the safety suggestion would not be followed. I'll grab the broom on the way down. Third cousin continued his survey of the storage bay, and by the time the tingling on his thrill had finally faded, he heard the steady double tread of the human approaching's footsteps. Third cousin saw the human turn his head towards him and enter, but didn't bother returning his binocular vision, greeting so unnecessary to his own species, but simply lifted the frill in greeting and waved towards the spill. Ranger Dodge glanced at the salt, but instead of addressing it directly, he came towards third cousin holding up a mentioned broom. Hey third, Dodge called out, have you seen the right broom? Third paused in confusion, but didn't look up from his work. Is it not the one you're holding sufficient? he asked. Well, it'll do, I suppose, Dodge admitted, but third cousin could see that the fleshy face was contorted in a look that suggested sullen resentment in a human. But this isn't the regular broom. Where did it even come from? The human pulled the bristles at the broom in annoyance. It's worn all different. Third cousin finally turned his multifaceted eyes on the human and reassured him that he had his full attention. That broom came from another level of the base, I assume, third cousin said on a careful reflection. Will it not suffice for the task at hand, or is it less sufficient for the task? No, the human admitted hesitantly, but it still isn't the right broom. Third cousin stared at the blank confusion at the human, who was returning his look expectantly. Dodge clearly wanted him to do something about the situation that the human found undesirable. The room was in the same printing as all the others in the base, and Dodge himself had clearly stated that it was adequate for the purpose. Yet, he clearly was not satisfied. Still, Third Cousin was not the youngest quartermaster in the Corps for no reason. Solving problems, even situations responsible species didn't consider problems, was his particular skill set. Would you like me to locate and retrieve the right room of this level for the future use? third cousin asked carefully. Dodge's face smoothed out and looked of pleasure and relief in much the same transformation third cousin had seen when the human visitor to the hatch hive had been injured and then received medication for the pain. That'd be great, Dodge replied, further proving the efficacy of the wrong broom. 
third cousin made a note to track down that particular broom and then another to check the cultural database. If this were not simply a quirk of this individual, the Great Hive knew that Survey Corps Rangers had their individual quirks. The knowledge that humans became emotionally attached to inanimate objects would be a critical information for any Shatar working in quartermaster positions. End of chapter. And that, my friends, concludes this dose of science fiction fun. I hope that you enjoyed. And if you did, please don't forget to support the author from the link down below. But if you want to support this channel, there are links as well down below for you to help with. But the easiest way would be to share this video. And if you are so inclined, subscribe as well. I will see you all in the next episode. And I hope that you all have a fantastic time until then. Cheers.